you now to your regularly scheduled program. Hey everybody, this is Josh Martin. And I'm Marty Hyde. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Tattoos and Jesus podcast. I am very happy to be here. Here at TNJ, we seek to blend the righteous with the ridiculous. Please explain. We discuss coffee, counseling, Christianity, and whatever else crosses our mind. We hope you enjoy it. Okay, let's go. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Tattoos and Jesus. We've got a special, special episode today. We've got a rivalry brewing. (laughs) We got Josh Martin, as always, the day before his birthday. Tomorrow's your birthday. Happy birthday. Tomorrow, three decades. That's right. Last Saturday, reach out to Josh, Lord23 on yahoo.com. Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday. You're going to be 30 years old. You have 30 hairs left on your head. Everything's coming together for you. Hey, 30's left right there. 30 hairs. And they're all swooped to the left. Hey, Josh. Josh, introduce. Whatever you can do to cover this up. Josh Martin, introduce our guest today. Oh, so we got a special guest today. We got a special guest. His name is Dylan Muffreaking Jolly. (laughs) And longtime friend. But let me let me let me just let me lay out some things here. So there's a really weird dynamic that's going on here that I didn't realize was came into play until after I came to Envision. Well, actually, I met Marty, and that is so. Me and Dylan's been friends for a hot minute. Yeah. And then me and Marty became friends after he became my supervisor. But then Marty went to church and goes to church with Brandon Morris. Who is also Dylan's closest friend? So I mean, there's just a lot of that's right, a lot of dynamics here. So here's the here's the what I've gathered. Like I've met Dylan. Like we never really hung out, but like he moved to like Rock Hill or something. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just remember I my wife birthday parties. I just that's right. We go to Brandon's <laughs> birthday parties. So or correction, Brandon's kids' birthday yeah. parties. We get to watch the kids get run over by power wheels. Right. Like, I just remember my Sounds wife awesome. being pissed off because she's like freaking Blaine's moving to Rock Hill. And I was like, I don't know any of these people. Everybody knows these people. I don't know these people. But what I know is that Rock Hill was no barrier the moment Dylan found out Brandon was on the show. Mm-hmm. Correct. And, and so decide- he, we had to bring them on. You can't just you can't just leave them out like that. Before. We're bringing on all the dynamics right now. We so gotta- this is what this is what I want. But here's the thing. Brandon Morris is like the nicest guy in the world that you think is like, oh, man, you're like the nicest, most wonderful human in the world. And then you realize he never tells you anything about himself. <laughs> never. So please tell me that in a, a, G, a G way, G way, because my, my suspicion is you know Brandon way too well. You've been around him way too long. <laughs> G-rated way. Tell me something good about – give us a story. Give us a, a memory Give me something you know about this man. That's good. That's funny. That's funny. That's it's funny. interesting, but okay. not inappropriate. Nothing that the church needs to be embarrassed about or his children need to be embarrassed about or Kayla needs to be. Okay. Okay. So that limits about 97% of it, but we'll, I go, off, we'll go off air <laughs> later. Okay. Got you. Got you. No, Brandon is top notch, man. He's one. Who is calling me? My fault, gentlemen. Stop it. Better not be Brandon Morris, but he'd be like sensing. No. He's sensing this thing. <laughs> no, he is. He is top, absolute 
top-notch guy. Uh, definitely one of my closest friends. Uh, I don't have many stories of much embarrassment. Uh, I will say that he saved my tail when it came to karaoke one night. Uh, we were in Chattanooga hanging out, and uh, we were just we were hanging out. His wife was pregnant, so they kind of left to go get ice cream, his wife and my wife. And so at that time, me and Brandon were like, let's sign up to do karaoke. And so – Which is not fair. How when not? two music guys <laughs> – do karaoke so what really irritated me about that night is the daggum karaoke host went up before he and i and apparently he's like this really good singer and he got his bro up there to do like run some harmonies with him and they sang i think it was an old o-town song so like it got the crowd really in their feelings yeah and then they're like all right everybody clapping cheering and they're like all right up next Brandon Morris and Dylan, and I'm irritated. I'm like, y'all seriously want to make us follow that? Are you kidding me? So I go up there. As soon as they hand me the microphone, I acapella sing the song they were singing to put them in their place, right? Which I didn't. I was acting like an idiot. And then Brandon basically stole the show by singing Bye, Bye, Bye by NSYNC. Oh, he's good with that one. Oh, bro. He tore it absolutely up. Like, I thought I was going to have to, like, kind of be the the outgoing one but no he got in his feelings and his zone and he took it over and saved me from a really embarrassing pride moment um and then we got up later and sang some usher and it didn't go well but yet again he came Ooh, in and you it. can't go wrong with usher, though. <laughs> usher? Bro, yeah, when no, i bro. tell you when i tell you we sang burn and the last time i sang it uh i did uh pretty well what i thought in my head uh and then we went up there that night and i couldn't reach half the notes that usher was singing uh brandon just saved my tail dude he uh he, he saved me for sure that's oh, listen we didn't even get you to well, introduce yourself we know you didn't you get are. me to introduce myself you went straight dylan, in tell Man. tell the world who you are oh okay well my name's dylan grew up in uh gaffney south carolina mm-hmm. um Shout out. Went to North Greenville University for four years. Got out of there real quick. Um, Sounds like you went the anticipated amount of time. Yes, true. Uh, Well, Josh, did you you go to college? Huh? How many years did I go to college, bro? (laughs) I felt like I'm still in. I've been on online school since I came out the womb, I feel like. But no, I... uh, Went to Virginia for five years after that to help with the church plant. Got a lot of uh, knowledge, a lot of experience through a lot of trial and error. Uh, came back to South Carolina for two years after that departure. And then now I'm up in Rock Hill now as associate pastor of worship production and small groups at a church called Impact. Uh, have a five-year-old son, got a daughter on the way in September. My wife and I just celebrated nine years. We're trying to make it to 10 uh that's what i say every year every year that happens trying to make it to 10 trying to make it 11 she doesn't like it i love it so uh that's about it that's about it and you got some banging huh coffee oh okay. wait no stop <laughs> i'm not i'm not satisfied yet i'm not satisfied yet okay um, i need a brandon morris story mm. i listen give me right. something funny Something I don't have anything. Funny you knew you were coming G-rated. on the show. You knew you were jealous. <laughs> you knew okay. you've got. We're, to- gonna, 
All right, we're going to set the record straight. I told you, Marty. Involved. I told you. Zero jealousy. I, I got on the phone with Josh Martin talking about something you. that's completely different. I told him. And Josh was like, I told him. you need to go listen to Brandon's thing. It was great. You need to go listen to him. I was like, I didn't even know he was on the show. I would love to go look, listen to him. Look, I told Marty. He said, I'm going to hype him up. I'm saying, I'm going to tell you right what's going to happen right now. <laughs> I said, you're going to come at him. You're going to tell him you're jealous. And he's going to go back through our conversation that we had yes. and clarify that I he think, called about a completely I, different subject different subject i'm not convinced i you got nothing you got nothing to trump him i literally have zero bad stories about brandon morris and this is the reason why brandon morris is one of the only men in my life that i would allow to speak into my life no matter the circumstance so you gonna cover his tail i'm not covering his tail for nothing the man is great he's full of integrity full of character Great husband, great preacher, great worship leader, one of the best voices I've ever heard in my life. And our friendship and knowing him and knowing who, who he is as a person is a, is a reason why I, I don't have a bad thing to say about him. Like, the, I, I grew up very. What? What? Man, you cry. What's up, Brandon? Cry, what are you doing? Okay, okay. Marty, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> I see what you're doing here, Marty. Well, in that case, let's talk about the time Friday. he was on the bridge and wouldn't stop throwing shoes at me, and I was going to throw him on the bridge. There it is. You want to bring some there stuff up? Is. Let's talk about <laughs> Brandon, you shouldn't be zooming and driving, brother. I'm yeah, this not. is dangerous. I, I'm in the passenger seat. Bro, your beard's looking phenomenal as always. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know, do it. I was sitting on my bed when I did the podcast, too, so. That is actually, yeah, that's a very, that's a bad boy. I, I'm laid back with this 45 degree wedge. I'm feeling good. Oh, that 40, I, I oh, that man snores. <laughs> that man it's snores. Acid, you got a wedge. It's acid reflux, Josh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Blame made you buy I, that. I see what y'all are doing here. Y'all trying to set your boy up. First time guest on the show. I see. I Ain't see. no setups going on here. Ain't no setups. Uh-huh. Marty, I've uh-huh. lost the, I lost the game. Oh, there it is. All right, we may have we may have set you up. Okay, okay. So looks like our time's coming to an end. Uh, This has been a great episode. (laughs) Listen, Brandon. Wrap it up. Brandon's just making a cameo. Okay. He. This wasn't my idea, by the way. Oh. It wasn't his idea, but what was his idea was to create an entire fake account for somebody else so that you wouldn't know. (laughs) Well, now let's talk about jealousy because it seems like this is his second time on the show. Oh, and this is only my first. So now, now jealousy is coming into my spirit. <laughs> oh, ain't no doubt, damn. Hey, Marty's uh-huh. on vacation next week. If you want to do a one-on-one podcast, we just hey, go I need to be a guest host. Yeah, we can do a thing where we like kind of talk about Marty behind his back and then like. Yeah, tell me all the story, all the dirt you got on me. Yeah. Marty, I'll tell you some dirt I got on you, bro. The first episode I ever listened to Tattoos and what is Uh-oh. it? Tattoos and Jesus. What is it? Epi- Come on now. Huh? Huh? Are you about huh? to talk about what? slime rockets? Yes. yes. The episode where you described the things that came out of your nose. It was like, what am I listening to here? But then I caught a couple more episodes, and Marty, I kind of, I kind of grew a liking to you, bud. I kind of <laughs> like. He's <laughs> all right. Yeah. He's all right. Brandon. You got enough. You got enough time to play a quick game against your friend Dylan here. Oh, we'll see. Let's do it. Well, what you got? What are you doing? Yeah, like I feel I mean, like you, I'm, you I feel like like I'm watching. 
the weekend's halftime show right now. This is now. like an episode <laughs> episode of Cops. It's like you're looking We're over trying to get away, man. <laughs> I didn't come onto your episode, Brandon, and completely screwed up. Okay. Show some respect. Hey. Bazinga. <laughs> here to listen. I was just here to listen. Nah, we're in the middle of downtown Spartanburg and they rerouted all the roads and it's crazy. Going to Nacho Taco? Going to that taco place. That's right. That's you right. Nacho Taco. That's what I'm talking about. Is, is Kayla there? Yeah, she's driving. That's who we need on the show. Yeah. Just That's- tell it, just get her to say one sentence and then she can slow that bad boy yeah. down. I'll slow her down. <laughs> all right. We've got a game, the the Brandon versus Dylan show. Team Dylan, team Brandon. Josh teamed up with Dylan. I got Jimmy McFarlane. Okay. Also known as Brandon Morris. Almost Jimmy Mack. Yeah, and whenever Jimmy listens to this episode, he's going to be like. Yeah, Jimmy, you need to know we now have an email in our possession that's homewithjimmymack yeah. at gmail.com. Yeah, right. if you ever need it. All right, keeping... so Wait. have y'all ever played I got Taboo? Oh, yes. I don't think I have. All right, oh, so what Lord. we have is really we don't. have a list, <laughs> uh, just a, a, a list of, of words, right? And so, for example, Josh is going to try to get you, Dylan, to say a word for example, the first one here is save, save, like to save money, like save. He needs okay. to get you to say save, but he can't say the word money, time, later, or bank. And so he's going to have in two minutes to see how many words, words he can get you to say. And then I got two minutes to see how many words I can get Brandon to say to see okay. who is supreme. Okay. Supreme. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Josh, you want to go first? Or, sure. Oh wait, wait, wait! Oh wait, wait! We're gonna decide which one of you go- goobers is older. Brandon is a uh, superiorly or- older than oh. older. All right, Brandon, you get to choose. Do you want to go first? Or you want to go second? Oh, I like. Thank you. You say second. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. I'm just gonna let you know if I can't. If he's cutting out, I'm not counting. All right. <laughs> All right. So, do you want me to set up a two minute uh, timer? Dylan, do you know? Do you, do we get you got the concept? I'm just trying to guess words out of your context. I guess yeah, one right. word, it's a one word, and, and I'm gonna give you if it goes too long, you detail. can say skip. If it goes too long, you can say skip. All right, but that's on your control, not Josh's. Oh, man. all right, oh, all right. Uh, you ready for me to, to? I don't know which one I'm okay. I got you're one. starting on number two to the right. Nah, I'm starting on number three. I'm starting on number three, whatever. All right, get ready. Get set, go. All right, this thing is above your shoulders. Head, neck. Yep, yep. Nose. All right. No, you got it. All right, so these are things we use to create language. Dictionary, vocabulary, sentences, uh, words, letters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Word, word. All right. So this is. A character as a woman character in X Men. Best I got. Pass. <laughs> Come on now. Pass. <laughs> okay, this is um, a night at the what? It's a movie. The night at the Roxbury. No. <laughs> <laughs> a, night, exactly. a, a night. It's got Ben still in it. I think. Museum. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> so this is we all contribute. We all get money from this type of place. <laughs> like what we do when we <laughs> when we do things when we get money. <laughs> I can't. Okay. The first thing that comes to okay. mind is also a Drake song, but that ain't gonna help. Um, or did you pass? No, you're you're terrible at this game. <laughs> did you pass? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, sure, pass. Okay, it's no company. It's company. About. It's company. All right, company. so so thinking back to an earlier word here, these these are thing the words that come out of our lips. <laughs> like when you when you when you when you do this, you do this. <laughs> <laughs> you do this Speak. yes Speak. god that was pretty good um, oh my god all right we've had three of these in america i think no we we we've had two of these we've had two major yeah there we go um time time oh, time dude i feel five. like you got five this is a terrible no, no. okay you there's words you can't say yeah, so, yeah, but, but you, you like, still but, suck. Me and Brandon are yeah. about to destroy you. So yeah, for okay, yeah. okay. So for I just want to officially say I'm Team Brandon. I just oh wow. <laughs> How many words did we get? Five. You got five. Okay, just hear me out. For company, and you can't. I can't skip these words because Marty yeah. can see them. Otherwise, I'd have skipped them. So for company, I can't say business, corporation, work, or employer. How about the old TV show Threes? Yes. I said a Drake oh, song with Travis Scott. Door. Come on now. Anyway. All right. So I'm going to start on the line below that. Mm-hmm. All right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get my time. Get, get your timer. Time. And you got to yeah. keep a check mark. I got official check marks here for points. Whatever. I got your little check mark. I mean, it's not going to take long. The moment we hit five games over or six. I cannot wait for y'all to get like three. Because, Marty, there ain't no way you're good at this game. All right. Because I can't hear you. You're going to sound like a robot. I'm just can you, say that. Brandon, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, Josh, you just – you say when. I'm already – I've already got three of these lined up. Okay. All right, ready, set – wait, we're doing two minutes, right? Yeah. Okay, ready, set, go. Hey, uh, football, a sport – Hey, uh, crap, I said it. Never mind. You and Kayla are united together in – Marriage. Okay. It's in the uh, sky. They're not as they're not as big, Wild. but they're small, and they uh, they shine. Uh, there you go. Uh, All right, uh, military. It's one of the branches. It's uh, not, Army. There you go. Got it. Army. All right. So when you have somebody come to your house or to an event, you send out a uh, hors d'oeuvres. No, no, no. You send out <laughs> a, a piece of paper to ask them Invitation. to come. Invitation. Uh, what's a shortened version of that word? Invite. There you go. All right. So if you've got a, if you don't have much time because you're working really fast, we call that your. You are, you said working. Oh, crap. all right. All right. We just talked about the the stars, but where are they located? Up in the in the sky. There you go. In Boom. All right. So Kayla is this because she works at a an elementary establishment as a. The teacher. There you go. If you don't have a lot of 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 green stuff, cyber currency, or the other one that we use in America, and you don't have much, you're considered what? Poor. Boom. All right. If you're not, I'm not even sure that even what. It, hey, listen. It, it it it's 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 not blue. It's 
Green, red. No, okay, it's that color, and it's in your body. <laughs> blood. There you go, blood. Okay. All right, Moose. So uh, Christopher Columbus and all these other people, they went out looking for new places and to... And there's you, also said new. you also said new. Oh, okay, okay. Say, look, okay. I, I got to keep up with you, cuz. <laughs> all right, so instead of being in the house, you're... You just said in. The word, it's that you can say that word. <laughs> oh, shit. You're out. It's out. over. It's over. It's over. How many? We, we destroyed you. Oh, uh, I got to keep an eye on you. I should have been paying attention. The what other you word about every, every, I can't say in. Every said, fault I said, word. I can't say in. How many did we get? You got four. That's a lie. <laughs> the uh, Times two. Eight? Yeah. Team Brandon. Woo, baby. I just want to let y'all know my words were word storm museum company speak and war marty got team star <laughs> married army invite busy like what i should have i should have should have sucks to suck okay and he also said marriage so but listen, whatever whatever listen, Brand, brandon's got to go he just had a minute listen, to jump on i think we need to give away that win to dylan one of the best friends ever look at that <laughs> you're the real uh -oh. one I know you uh -uh. had some good stories. Uh -uh. You, you tried to trick me. No, you tried to trick me. <laughs> I feel tingly inside at this moment. Bro, let me tell you something. You want to hear a bad thing about Brandon Morris? I'm amazed he's on this call with us because he is – if you need to call – like if there's a gun to your head and they're like call somebody and if they don't <laughs> pick up, you're dead. Do don't not call, call Brandon Morris. <laughs> he is the ultimate winner of phone tag. Like all time. Hey, I'll text you back. This phone. I'll text you back. No. <laughs> yeah, he'll be like, sorry, I was outside picking my vegetables to make pickles. Uh -huh. I was yeah. in my garden. I was playing frisbee golf. <laughs> but he created a whole fake account to yeah. get on here and surprise him. <laughs> bro. Oh. Sneaky, bro. Man. All right, Brandon, yeah. thanks for joining uh, us. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Love yes, you, man. We'll Take see care, you. brother. I'll see you. All right. Moose is moose <laughs> munching coffee. It's moose munch, dude. Moose munch. Just the moose word munch in itself is gonna was yeah. gonna be epic for you to yeah. So you don't have it. So here's what happened. I was gonna is go this to recording? Office. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Go ahead. I was gonna go to the office today to do this um and have the coffee ready because it's at the it's at the office. <clears throat> we have like a variety pack. And what was going to be a normal work day yesterday turned in from 8 a.m. to about 10 p.m. And so I just went ahead and stayed at the church, got all my work done so I wouldn't have to go in. But I did try it yesterday. And so, so what was what is this coffee called? Where did, what is this stuff? It is called Moose Munch. <laughs> they, have, they have a variety of flavors. And I tried the caramel. It was a, hey. oh, so turtle. Moose Munch is the brand. Moose Munch is the brand. Great marketing. Wow. Great. That is, I'm telling you what, this is probably my favorite name by far by any I'm brand. I'm literally on Google as you I'm, speak. I'm, Moose. They got they got Munch, Munch popcorn. Let's my freaking go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Moose Munch, bro. I'm telling you, it's good. I was coming up as popcorn. It's a Moose they Munch M and M's. Okay. Okay. Oh, I see it. Yeah, Moose Munch, oh, Moose okay. Munch Gourmet Coffee. <laughs> was was it good? 
Oh, bro, it was delicious. Is it? Just like just like everything else, it smelled like a tin. It didn't come out to taste like a tin. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, right. the whole room smelled great, but yeah, so it was good. If you had to rank it, what would you rank it? Moose, <laughs> moose, Munch. caramel, caramel. What's yeah. the, what's our thing? One to five, one to mm-hmm. ten, one to ten. You do it like Dave Portnoy's pizza review. Yeah, you know, one to ten, Ooh, five. Okay, five straight yeah. down the middle. So anything from a seven up is like top tier. Oh. I'm just gonna go with a straight six then, because it was. I would drink it again, but it ain't top tier for sure. That's a okay. rookie score, but we'll allow okay. it. Okay, Marty. Marty. Marty grades everything between a four three why and a five are you, two. Why are you drinking out of my handmade pottery mug? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, because when we came in, the clean lady shattered my coffee mug that's in the floor, <laughs> which was also <laughs> mine. That's the one I used, though. Yeah, we come, we come in this morning. And I've got this coffee mug that has a tremendous amount of sentimental value because at my very first job up here, what my supervisor gave it to me. I walk in this morning. It's in pieces on the floor. And that's the one I always drink out of. No respect around here. Man. Now he's drinking out of my other mug that a patient made me. Man, respect the munch, cuz. Let's go. <laughs> hey. Munch for the hey. Well, we don't have a coffee review. It's okay. We have like a mixture of Mod Podge, Mutt coffee. So... It's good though. It's solid. It is good. Sumatra, a little Sumatra and medium roast from Tyler. I want to say I need to redeem because I crack on my mother-in-law's coffee choosing abilities. And so this morning I tried, I, I gave a trash score a while back to this coffee she gave me from Ollie's called Jamaican Me Crazy. <laughs> I put some sugar in it. Well, I actually put Splenda in it. It took it from like a three to like a six, five. It, well, it has to be sweetened. A little sugar will do that. That's why yeah. I always put a little sugar in mine. A little sugar a little goes sprink. a long ways. A little sprink. So, Dylan. <laughs> is there? Is we, got no your, more, we got no more surprises for you. Is it no more surprises? Mm-hmm. Is this the first official time being on a podcast? Yes, sir, it is. For sure. So, as a first-time guest on a podcast, you know, how are you feeling right now? Like, what's when, – when we first were talking last week, were you kind of like – Man, I like Josh. I guess I'll do it, but I really don't want to be on this stupid podcast. Or were you like, <laughs> "Hey, it's a podcast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rock this thing." Like, what's no, what's going through your mind? No, I'm pumped, man. I uh, I'm I'm very excited about it. I think I got uh, I'm excited to share my story, share what's on my heart. But um, it's interesting because like you called Brandon on there to do the the worship thing. And so I'm just sitting there thinking, like, well, we can't do that again. So what are we going to do? So I'm just hoping you're prepared to ask me some really good questions. That's the oh, only we got thing. it. You got it? We got it, man. This is, oh, this is I want some thought-provoking questions. This is oh, what we my. do for a living. This I want to leave the pod knowing I left it out on the field. Okay. okay. <laughs> out on the field. Shout out. I'll be honest. You have higher expectations than we do uh, okay. most weeks. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah, those slime <laughs> rockets aren't the best. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So what is your story? What is the Dylan Jolly story? Who is Dill Hole? Who is Dill Hole? Dill Hole was a ninth grader that walked through the uh, doors of Gaffney High School in ninth grade and uh, left there a man. That's right. That's right. Uh, My story. No, I um, I became a Christian when I was about 11 years old at a camp, and it had to do with – a uh, interpretive dance movement, if you believe that or not. Uh, and so 
it was to a song called Watch the Land. It was pretty cool. So I got got to see it rather than just being taught about it. Like I got to see the the story of Jesus. It was kind of cool. Um, since then, no interpretive dance has ever affected me. So purely <laughs> 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 the act of the Holy hey, Spirit. Yes, yeah, exactly. Some, some about them hands, boy. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what. The white gloves. Yeah. That's uh, right. <laughs> Uh, then at 16, I was at another camp. It was actually beach camp, Josh. Shout out FPC. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my cavalry was there, and they were singing that song Center by Charlie Hall, and they must have sang it for like 15 minutes. 15 minutes straight. It's Thursday night, right? We're about to about to wrap up the beach trip. Everybody's in their feelings. But I was so just sitting there. Yeah, for sure. I was sitting there, and I was trying to engage in worship, and I was trying to like have my own one-on-one time with God. And I just got so frustrated because I believed in Jesus, but like the life change really never happened. Like the, I don't know, like I was still living the high school life. I never did anything crazy, but I definitely didn't watch my mouth. I definitely didn't love others, that kind of thing. Um, And so I got down on my knees for some reason. I guess that's what we do when we surrender, huh? And uh, it was your own interpretive dance. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, well, I need to get some movement up in here. So I got down and I was just like, you know what, God, you can have me when you want me. Um, And kind of like at that moment, it was kind of like it was kind of a cool experience. I would call it like the rededication of my life. It's kind of when I further understood that Jesus wants a relationship with us um, rather than for me just to know him. And I would say that's the life change moment. That's the that's the part where. I understood that, you know, love covers all and all this other stuff. Um, And then through college, I went into college to play baseball and sports management and all that nonsense. And through the loss of a friend, um, I kind of got shuffled into the, the worship aspect of things at First Baptist. And I just really found my passion for for leading worship and, and why I wanted to lead worship. And it all goes back to music being the two key things in my life that introduced me to Jesus. Did you know you were good at music before then? uh, I would never consider myself a musician by any means. And that's what's funny. People are like, oh, you play the guitar? I'm like, I know some stuff, but like I hardly know any music outside of of worship music Um, because I don't consider myself a musician. Like I just, that's what I was passionate about. So that's what I chased and that's what I learned and that's what I did. There's music in my family, um, but no, I I learned I played guitar for about an hour a day watching YouTube, just so that I could be able to be on stage and lead others in worship. I just wanted people to have the experiences that I had. Like I wanted to help create that experience. I wanted to help um, foster those moments where people could experience Jesus, like I did in a worship set. Um, and so ever since then, I've just been super passionate about creating those environments, whether that be through production, whether that be through worship, whether that be in a campfire, whether that be in a big auditorium, whatever it may be. Um, yeah. And so when I got out of college and pursued a master's degree in worship studies and went up to Virginia for five years and was a part of a church launch. And we went through three separate buildings. And so it was cool because I got to learn a lot about audiovisual stuff, installing things like construction stuff, uh, really cut my teeth with, with a lot of different things, made a lot of thousands of dollars of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, learned a lot about 
culture and vision and just a lot about. So was that a church plant? Did you say was it a church? So like, why did they have I, to change buildings three times in five years? Growth. That's what I mean. So, so I wouldn't call it necessarily a church plant. I don't really know the difference in church plant, whether that stemmed from another church or whatever, but it was just a guy that left his previous church and started a new church. And uh, we got connected through mutual friends and um, yeah, I went up there for like a trial period and just stayed. So uh, but through growth, we started in one building, then we got to redesign another building, and then we actually got to redesign a um, YMCA that we took over. And uh, it was awesome because I got to spend like hundreds of thousands of dollars in renovating a, a gym to an auditorium. And uh, so, like I said, I learned a ton uh, about production and how to do things for the cheap, how to do things kind of not to code and get away with it. But, uh, but anyway uh yeah so that that's who i am josh where do you want me to go from there Nah. so what's interesting about this story you know is that you know me and dylan it's pretty much been in touch for the most part but you saw the growth happening in virginia super pumped because it, it was kind of like a trial and then you were like oh snap this is like it's for real mm-hmm. and then you just kind of stay you got married i moved to virginia like so then you're in Virginia for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so when we had talked to, you know, earlier about what really, what really is a topic that you want to bring forth on tattoos in Jesus, mm-hmm. it was that time period after Virginia. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just give, just give a little, I guess, just give your, your account or the, the details behind leaving Virginia and what kind of transpired from there. And then, and then I got, I got a few, few questions for you. All right. Yeah. So my wife and I, uh, we had our first son about the time or our only son at that time, uh, about the time I was, uh, mutually, uh, departed from the church in Virginia. Uh, if you've mm. ever worked at church, y'all know what that means. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, sign the paper, don't say nothing, we'll give you severance type stuff. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was Preach. a difficult exit. It was a very, very difficult exit. Um, it was needed, and it – yeah, What made it difficult? Was it difficult because of the circumstances that led to that mutual part, or was mm-hmm. it you had put blood, sweat, and tears for five years into this thing, mm-hmm. and then it ended in such acrimonious ways? So I don't know what that word means, but I'm just going to pretend bad, I do. Bad, bad, painful. <laughs> no, the uh, the senior pastor and I and uh, his family were very, very close. And um, near the end, I was just a, I was, I was stupid. I was arrogant. I was young. And while it wasn't all my fault by any means, um, it just there was a, a culture that got created that was was not healthy. Um, there was times that right before I went on stage to lead worship, I was getting blessed out, um, for stupid things. Um, looking back at it, it was, they were seeing me as being defiant and I wasn't caring what they thought. So like, it just led to an extremely unhealthy culture and, um, who, I mean, your first boss, in my opinion, is is very important, right? I mean, like, especially in the church world. You, you go through a lot of things together. You're, you're praying together. You're trying to build something together. And so when that relationship turned sour and they turned out to be, um, whatever, I won't 
really get into that because I don't want to judge them at all because I love them. I'll see them in heaven. But um, when that just kind of went sour, it, it did hurt. Like, it made me question who I was. It made me question my identity. It made me question my decision-making. Um, there was nights while we were still in Virginia where Blaine would come downstairs and I'd just be on the couch screaming, cussing, crying. Um, just, I don't know, just because of that exit. But, but it was cool. Like, it's all good. And that's kind of where I'm going. So leaving Virginia at that time, I was throwing out resumes like four or five a week. And nothing ever really happened. I got, I got a couple calls back from churches. I got one or two offers that was like in Iowa. Blaine says she's not moving to Iowa. So I was like, all right, well, okay. Yeah. So yeah. So we moved back to Spartanburg and I thought that because I had a master's degree and five years experience that everything was going to be great. Like, sure. I'm just going to hop to another church. I, I just left this church of a thousand. So I'm not going to go to a church any smaller. Like you hear what I'm saying? Like, look how arrogant that is. Um, so what I thought would be an easy next step, what I thought would be an easy transition turned out to not be one at all. I, um, I worked in the secular world for about two years with some great people. And again, all throughout that time, just trying to send out resumes, trying to, to get back into the church world. And it, and it never, never really happened. Um, and I couldn't understand why I didn't know why. And uh, I remember one time I was actually playing disc golf with Brandon Morris. <laughs> he and I were talking about this. I, I felt like God was telling me that I'm not a worship leader. Like I just felt like he was telling me that you're done with worship leading. And it was kind of like another moment in my life, just like where I surrendered at 16, where I was just like, I have to surrender this thought, this identity to you that, that I'm supposed to be a worship leader. And full circle, it's really cool um, finding out that working at a church or, or, or being a worship leader or leading people in worship or whatever has, has nothing to do with my identity. Like my call on my life has nothing to do with my vocation or anything like that right like we're called to to love others and to disciple people um and so through those two years I would I would call it like my own personal Malta I don't know if y'all are familiar with with Paul's shipwreck but he was on the way to Rome and he thought going to Rome he was going to make a huge difference and storm came wind blew shipwrecked on the island of Malta and there's a lot of stories on Malta like the snake bite and then the snake bite didn't affect Paul. So he got to witness to the chief and then like the whole village got saved and all this kind of stuff. And so looking back at it now, those two years was 100% my personal Malta because though I thought I knew where I was supposed to go or I thought I was supposed to be doing this. And because that wasn't happening, I was a failure. It was exactly where God had blown the wind to, to get me at, you know? So, um, so, yeah, I, I look back at it now and I see just how all of those steps that I went through, all the pain that I went through, all the, the challenges that I went through and what I got to experience has extremely equipped me for where I am now. Um, yeah. So going kind of going back I, when you when we were talking about this, I started thinking last night and it's kind of something I think me and Marty's touched on sometimes, but. Like in those moments, in that two-year span of confusion, uh, not really knowing, it was like, you know, the waiting period of like, mm -hmm. 
that you don't really know is a waiting period yet. Right, but, right. Um, I feel like as Christians, sometimes we don't allow the feelings we feel because we think it's not right or we think it's unbiblical to feel like, man, this, this sucks right now. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is, this is trash. Like I don't want to be here <laughs> or I don't know what's going on or, and you know, these feelings of, but we you know, intellectualize, we intellectualize yeah. everything through this spiritual lens. Yeah. And we, mm-hmm. we kind of like, we, we put like some verses that happen like when you're in the story in Paul, it's like all this stuff happened to him, and you know, the, you know, called Paul talks about being content in all things. Mm-hmm. And like it, it took there was a process to get to that point, mm-hmm. and we think we as Christians that we're not allowed or we're not justified to feel certain ways, or we're not we're not allowed to feel bad. We're not allowed to. We usually just toss Bible verses or toss things that we've learned as Christians um, over those feelings to kind of mask them. Uh, to other people like wow you know yeah god god's working but really deep down you're like no nah, i don't know what's going on like yeah, you know god yeah. might be taking me out mm-hmm, completely yeah. <laughs> like just with that like did you feel yourself like in that battle of is it okay to feel like this is it not okay to feel like this like what what emotionally where where were you through those two years yeah one of the what I, what I like to describe it as one of the toughest places for anybody to be is knowing God's promises, knowing God is faithful, knowing that he loves you, but not seeing it or feeling it. And looking back at it, you know, I was looking at it, looking for those things in all the wrong places. Like, you know, like I said, I thought working in a church or, or having that church job or having the, what I thought he called me to was his love or was being in his path. When turns out working that secular job, going through the things I went through, uh, experiencing the hurt, experiencing the grief was exactly where he wanted me to be. Um, which is why I say, like, I just always compare it to that Malta story. Like those Islanders would not know of Jesus unless he shipwrecked. And we look at that like, crap, I, I was supposed to go to Rome to, to preach the gospel or to tell them my story. But now I'm shipwrecked on this island. Like I got snake bit, Ugh. but that snake bit. And that shipwreck was the exact key that he needed to be able to preach the gospel uh, to that village. You know, what's crazy about that island is St. Paul is still celebrated on that island today. Like they they have a St. Paul day there because of what took place on that island. Um, And so, again, like I just I just compare that period of my life to that. Like I thought it was a shipwreck. I thought it was a snake bite. But turns out it was literally in the middle of God's plan of my life. Yeah, I can kind of talk about that, like how I see it now at my current job, if we want to get into that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll kind of we'll kind of start to land there in a minute. Like. Is that a nice way of saying no? (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 no. no, no. I want to get there. I want to get there. But but... (laughs) I just just, no. I just feel like the emphasis on like what Dylan's talking talking about, like, because we've all been there at some point in our life where something happens Mm -hmm. and you can't see that it's good. You know that, you know the verses, you know Mm -hmm. what it, but you still, you still don't feel it. Like you still don't feel it. You still don't see it. And how much 
that not feeling it and not seeing it is a part of like growing and stretching who we are as Christians to trust God, even when you don't feel it, even when you don't see it and you see it a lot, you know, and Marty can, can contribute more than I can, but you see a lot in the counseling office for Christians is like, I don't think I'm supposed to feel this way. But really, the reality is going back to what Dylan says is God really has you here in this moment mm-hmm. to stretch you out, even though you don't feel like you should be here, mm-hmm. even though you don't feel or or see a, like a, a good in this. Like there's places and times in our life where we kind of are we have to be stretched and it's OK to have some of these conflicting feelings mm-hmm. like that's one thing. When you, when you say grief is one thing I think about is like when, when people pass, it's like Christians are automatically like they're in a better place. You know, they're, everything's fine. Everything's good. And it's not allowing the feeling of grieving and mourning to take its course and take its path mm-hmm. to where it's more effective. Like we know these things, but sometimes we just have to allow them to kind of happen. And so, you know, it just, I don't know. I just like when you said, when you were talking about that, it just reminded me of that aspect of the Christian life of it's okay to allow some of this, this feelings, because now to get back to like how you can see it now mm-hmm. compared to when you were in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, I sense that challenge of like in scripture it says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials and temptations mm-hmm. and let it, it develops the faith. And I think that's part of the maturation process, right? It's maturing. Like in that mm-hmm. moment, the first time around, there's no, it's, it's more of an, a feeling of abandonment. God, why yeah. have you taken your hand off of me? In hindsight now, it seems like you can take joy in that because mm-hmm. you were in a per- process of refinement yeah. and preparation. Yeah. But oh, the cool sure. thing is next time, mm-hmm. you know, next time you go through that season, it might be a little easier to have perspective. You've, oh, for sure. you've been yeah. there, you've grown through it. You know, mm. you're in that situation where it's a little easier to say, you know what? I can, I recognize now that this is a hard season, but I can find joy in the season. Yeah. But that's part of that. Just the life, like living life. Yeah. It allow it kind mm. of seasons you to some of that. Um, so then how does that bring you to where you are now, Dylan? <clears throat> um, yeah. So cool story about this church that I'm at now. It's called impact church rock hill and i actually in that two-year period submitted a resume to them and uh i didn't remember that until i actually took the job and uh, our hr person told me about it but anyway so i was done searching for churches i had submitted it to god i was i was just done with um with trying to trying to force my way back into working in the ministry and i was serving very heavily at elevation in greenville and I got a, a really cool um, experience with them and some really fun friends and stories. But just out of nowhere, I felt prompted to go look one more time on this website called churchstaffing.com. And uh, Blaine had made it clear that she would love to stay in Rock Hill, not Rock Hill, in South Carolina, if that was a possibility. And so I saw this uh, job opening for um, for a church in Rock Hill. And so this time around, they were using a hiring group to um to to vet i guess the applicants and so i got on the phone talking to them about the church and they were asking questions about me and uh it was interesting because it was really cool to see how a lot of their heart for ministry and vision for ministry was similar to mine and the 
the the family focus on staff and the culture was very similar to mine. And uh, the cool one of the other cool things is like when I was at Elevation, they brought me on to lead the worship team while it was an extension site. And when it became a legit campus, they were going to bring somebody from Central to take the spot. And so they were like, we would love for you to lead and, and develop this team and then hand it off when the time comes. So I was like, OK, cool, whatever. Well, while I was on the phone with this company to talk about impact, they were telling me a story of a guy that is, was doing exactly that. Like they brought him in. He was already part of the team. And they're like, hey, could you lead this team and then hand it off to the guy we hired? And I was on the phone hearing that story. And I was just like, yo, I'm doing that right now. I, feel I like am that guy. This, yeah. I'm like, I feel like me and this guy could be good friends. Like, yeah, I feel like I could come in because I've been him. And it uh, and turns out, guess what? He's one of my closest friends here. Um, but uh, but yeah, and then I get here and Pastor Jason and his wife, Amy, are restoring so many things in my life that were broken about what a pastor and pastor's wife should be. Um, and then I get here and I get to meet some of my team and I get to start hearing their stories. And guess what? One of the stories about um, about one of my team members is that he lost his job and has been in this two year waiting period of trying to get back into that, that, that type of work. And then my sound guy, he, he experienced some really bad church hurt that was extremely similar to mine. Um, and so it was so cool to like in those moments, just have everything click together. Like I was excited for the job and I was happy for the job, but it was so cool when I keep hearing these stories and seeing how I can not only sympathize with these people, but I can actually empathize. And so what's so cool is to just look back at those times in my life and see not why I had to go through the church hurt, but God still used that because yeah. I don't believe everything that bad happens to us is God growing us. I mean, it, it right. could be our circumstances or consequences, but yeah. it was legitimately like this team had gone through some really bad hurt. A previous worship leader did some nasty stuff and this team was hurt. And so I was able to come in and not just bring in good culture and bring in maybe a, a smile or a listening ear, but I was able to come in and bring them my hurt and legit empathize. And I feel like that has made all the difference. And then after understanding all this, looking back at my HR person who said, you know, you applied a year ago. I was like, yep. And if I'd have got this job a year ago, it'd have been a train wreck. Like I, I, I'd have been awful. I wasn't ready for this. I wasn't ready for the and, man. And that's a good passenger. point. Like yeah. our stories are the most powerful things that we have. But when, when, when the wound is still raw, we end up wallering with the mm -hmm. other people's hurt. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, we may connect to them, but it just drives it, pulls us down. Yeah. When our stories are healing and mm -hmm. you get with other people, it, it actually, it creates the closeness, but it also allows us to continue healing. Mm -hmm. For sure. So timing, timing's a powerful thing. Oh, for sure. And I completely agree with what you say that like, I, I don't think God always is like, I want this bad thing to happen right. to Dylan. I want this bad thing, but <clears throat> I'm going to turn you over to the consequences of the life right. you've lived. And then I'm going to show you some redemption. Yeah. For you sure. know, like I look at my life and think there's times I'm like, man, God's redemption was powerful. I don't want to give that up. But if I'd have learned the lesson the first time I could have had all the joy and none of the pain. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, mm -hmm. but just because the pain brings the joy doesn't mean I always want the pain. You yeah. Know, let me <laughs> let me learn yeah. a time or two here. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I subscribe to the thought that he either allowed it or he's for it. 
and if that's the case, I mean, whatever, bring it at, bring it on. Yeah, you know, and like as you said, as long as I come out the other good. side better, yeah. we good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. You're either um, you're either winning or you're learning. I mean, that's that's it. So, I uh, I was gonna bring that up later too, like like what you said. Um, oh dang, I done forgot it. Sometimes that's wisdom. God takes the uh, thought out of your brain. That's called shutting up, boys. True. <laughs> <laughs> so. What exactly, Dylan, has been one of the top things that you've kind of pulled out of that experience or something that you hold on to going through that? Mm-hmm. For the rest of the episode, if you could refer to me as Dylan, that'd be great. Dylan, 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 Dylan. Greatest podcaster of all time. Dylan. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Dylan. Uh, no, I, I was going to agree with Marty about the next time and you know, regardless of whatever that looks like, whether it's another waiting season or whether it's a, uh, a different job opportunity, whether it's a calling that's, that's different, um, whatever it may be. I mean, it is going to be easier because I can look back at my life and whether I see that through God calling me out of baseball into ministry and then it what seemed like God calling me out of ministry, which, again, was just preparing me for my next assignment, I guess you could say, um, is, is really just understanding more and more that he is faithful and there is no amount of status or accomplishment or family or money or, or anything like that, that is my identity or fulfills me. And as long as I can lean on the fact that he is in control, I'm willing to go whatever, go through whatever season it may be. And I I get encouragement from Joseph when he was in prison for, well, I think it was like two years. Right. And he had to be there to interpret the dream. And that's kind of like all we know. Like, why were you there for that long? Well, I had to interpret the dream. Well, what were you doing for two years? Like, God, why you got me in this situation? It doesn't matter. He, he had to be there um, in God's plan. And so just drawing encouragement from that and encouragement from the, from the uh, Paul stories. Mm. And again, the amount of times he spent in prison. Um, I like how you name drop. You're like, my boy Paul and Malta, mm-hmm. I was there. And then my boy mm-hmm. Joseph. Mm-hmm. He's got the whoop, swag, coat of many colors <laughs> over here. Um, so, all right. So, I got one more question. Okay. And it's something that you may or may not answer. We'll see. I'll answer anything for you, bud. Okay. Okay. Loading. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. A little loady action. Okay. So, we'll save it for the end. But, all right. So, we go ahead and bring that thing out early. So, with. <laughs> So with everything that you went through, so church hurt in general, yeah. hurt in general, but especially church hurt in general, there, there are still soft spots. There are still wounds. There are still things that are left over from that. Scar tissue. Yeah. That when they're touched in a way, metaphorically speaking, you feel that kind of like hurt again a little sure. bit. How do you feel sure. when your soft spots are touched? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want uh, to really word it that way. I, so go. once I said soft spots, I had to do some dancing. But um, so what would you what would you say? Like just advice for anybody out there who's listening. Yeah. So this is what yeah. I'm envisioning is like people who have been hurt by the church and are like, I'm not yeah. there yet. Yeah. I'm not to that point to where I can get back in this area because of the hurt that's still healing because of these spots in general mm-hmm. 
that cause hurt? Like, what would you say to them on top of like, is there anything still there that you're kind of like, man, I just don't know if I, if I fully healed from this area. Now I would say that my church hurt is fully healed. Um, and not, not too many things could probably bring that up or invoke any kind of emotion for me with that. Cause it's very unique being on the deep inner circles of a staff and, and knowing things about their family and then being let go, but, or mutually, you know, decided to leave. Right. Anyways, I'm pretty sure the statute of limitations is up on that, but anyways, right. right. Um, I kind of subscribe to the Matt Chandler philosophy on church. Or have you seen that video going around? Uh, uh-uh. And I don't, I don't really know a lot about Matt Chandler and his teaching, so don't quote me on that. But right, Matt Chandler's solid. Oh, okay. So, um, so yeah, you know, me, Matt Chandler. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's always like, yeah, loaded. Right. But, but he said, um, he's like, church hurt is one of the most selfish, self righteous things out there. And of course, he didn't mean to say that it's not real and that you shouldn't have those feelings. But he was just sitting there saying, like. Who are you to, to, to subscribe to the fact that the church hurt you? Like when Judas did what he did, the disciples didn't get up and run away and say, I'm done with this. Their eyes were on Jesus and it stayed on Jesus. And I think a lot of church hurt comes from people putting too much belief or respect or I don't know, like kind of idol worship type thing on either the pastor or the staff or the church itself when that's not the case. Like our, our sole focus should be pursuing Jesus. And he is the only perfect one to ever live. And that will remain to be true. And so when you put too much of your faith in men, um, I feel like you're going to get hurt. And so when Matt Chandler kind of put it that way, um, it really, it really opened my eyes a little bit further because I mean, that's, that's what we're called to be. Like Jesus came to be the lowest of the low. He came to serve. He came to, to love through service and he gave up his body. Um, to be a living sacrifice. And at any moment, right, he could have called down the angels um, or whatever that scripture says. That's kind of bad. I don't know that, right? I just, I just know but the song. The song? The song. And he could have called 10,000 angels or something. Isn't that a song? Uh, uh, I really. I think you're I thinking about know. lips of an angel. By <laughs> lips of an angel. <laughs> So, you know, that's kind of my thought, man, is that I'm I'm here to love no matter what you do to me. Like, you can do whatever you want to do to me. And I'm not saying I do this perfectly because I got an attitude. I got pride. I, I got a, I got road rage. I got it all. But if we're truly pursuing Jesus, and it doesn't matter what you do to me, um, I'm going to love you. And mm. so people do have church hurt, and it's real because a lot of freaking pastors are jerks, and they, they, they're doing it wrong. But. I'm not saying I know how to do it right. Challenge, challenge accepted. We'll see how well you love Josh and I. We're going we're gonna to come at you. That's fine, dude. Say what you need to say. Mm. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a great, that's a great thought. It's a great, great closing thought on the, just the whole waiting period, church hurt process of, of how you view church hurt, because we've had a lot of people on the podcast that have experienced church hurt and mm-hmm. some have stayed, some haven't. And so it's kind of like, what are you committed to? Yeah. What are you truly? And that's, and it's hard because, because we get it wrong both ways. Sometimes we're so me centered that we allow our feelings and our hurt to justify whatever behavior feels right in that moment. At the same time, sometimes churches and Christians dismiss the validity of our pain Mm. to the point 
that we're being abused. Yeah. Right. That's the whole SBC controversy right now. And so, like, if you go too far off either extreme, you got problems. But I like that because you're right. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. Right. Right. I mean, it doesn't mean I want to willingly submit myself to a crappy situation. Right. I might need to change right. to a right. healthier situation. Right. I might need to address something. Dust but off you're your right. Like, it ain't, it ain't about me. Dust off your shoulders. What is Sorry. what? What is all this code language that's going back and forth here, bro? Let me tell the story. It's, it's not, loading. Not, I mean, no, no, yeah, we're, it's, we're just, we're, please, yeah. Josh, be quiet. No, no. Let Dylan talk. Dylan's, Dylan's got a story, <laughs> and he needs to tell it. Please, I'm going to tell you right now. This story will be edited out, but you can go ahead and tell it. I'm bro. I'm going to finish it at that little bakery. Okay, I can't wait to tell the story. Okay, so we, me and my boy Matt Hartzog, shout out. And Josh were headed to Lake Lure at like yeah. ten o'clock at night. Like man, we were like, arm. let's just let's just head up to Lake Lure. <laughs> man, got an arm on it, boy. Yeah, and so Josh had to drive separately because reasons we ain't gonna talk about. Uh-huh. And me and Harzai were sitting in the car, uh-huh. and we came up with our own version of YOLO, it's own version of YOLO, and uh, it's loaded, and it means. It's not really appropriate, but it's live once, die young, and we don't really subscribe to that. That didn't age well, but but it's just our own version of YOLO. We're stupid teenagers. But Josh pulls up beside us at the red light, 10 o'clock at night, rolls down the window. We're like, Josh, we came up with something called Lodi. And he's just like the most obscure thought, and his brain comes out that is not PG rated, and he just <laughs> shouts it out. But anyway, so we were just living a lifestyle of Lodi, man. So we had to late lure, wake up the next day, and go to this cafe. We go to this cafe, and this girl is sold on the fact that her watermelon muffins are the best thing in the world. And so Josh orders one. And Marty, since you talked about snot rockets so much, I don't feel like I have to hold back with what I'm going to describe this muffin exactly. tasted like. <laughs> so... We get this muffin. Josh takes a bite. <laughs> He's like, uh, he says, you know how like when we play basketball and you got to change and like it stinks. <laughs> he says, this muffin tastes like a, a sweaty. Like you, like you just licked, straight up licked the bottom after playing four hours of basketball and you slapped it on a piece of bread and, and you this- said, I'm going to bake this. It tasted zero like watermelon and all like gym shorts. We got to wrap this thing up. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Dylan, I asked you at the beginning to bring the heat with a story. You had nothing. I had nothing, bro. But you've redeemed yourself. You've redeemed yourself. I appreciate yourself. it. I appreciate it. Anyway, dude. I appreciate it. Guys, I've appreciated it. Hey, listen, this is a blast. I hope other people enjoy this as much as I think we have. I'll spend no, a good really time. But it's a good time, is, man. You know, I'm not going to say this episode was better than Brandon's, okay. but it was definitely okay. funnier. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Definitely funnier. I, in my opinion, it was definitely better than All right. Josh, happy yeah. birthday. The next time they hear your voice, you're going to be the big 3-0. This is Ooh. it, man. This is the last day of my 20s. It's not right. This, <laughs> it's the, la- it's the oh. last day of my 20s, man. Well, then, hey. Ride it out. Take us out. Ride it out. Ride it out. Take us out in your 20s. So, Dylan. Greatly appreciate you coming on. Thank you for allowing you know, me, gentlemen. You know, we uh we thoroughly we thoroughly hope you come back. We might even have like a group episode where all four of us sit down. We got a we got kind of a little thing going. We can do something. Mm. Oh, Marty, mm. don't worry about it. 
But <laughs> it's been real. It's been fun. And ride that Lodi on out. Lodi. So, until next time, everybody, we hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening to Tattoos and Jesus. Dylan Jolly, special guest, Marty Height, co-host, Josh Moore. I'm signing off. Holla. Y'all behave yourself. Thanks for joining us on another episode of TNJ. Don't forget to check out the links to any of our guests in the show description. And check out tattoosandjesus.org for additional show information or to submit your questions, comments, or curse words.